Hey folks, welcome back to The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. I'm your host, Sam Denning, and joining me again today is my buddy, Liam Gu. He is the chair of the College Republicans at Marshall University, and he's on the Cabell County Republican Executive Committee. He and I, off the mic, have had lots of conversations about guns and gun rights due to the climate that we seem to always be in in this country, and those rights seeming to always be under attack. And I don't own guns, um, but he does, and he he knows that he's a lot more knowledgeable than I am, and we have both very good perspectives about it. He has it as a gun owner and a gun enthusiast, and I have it as somebody that has changed my mind about the issue over time. So I thought we could maybe get him on here and have a good conversation about that and uh, let you guys hear it and see what you think and leave your opinions. And if you have any other future questions and wanted to maybe hit this again, please feel free. So relax and enjoy the conversation. Liam, welcome. Thank you for having me back, Sam. Glad to be here. Oh man, I love I love having you. I just enjoy having conversations with intelligent people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I am. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we can have like honest debate and honest conversation and try to, you know, I think that what it is is that we do have a common belief system and a common goal, and we can discuss ways of getting there. Mm-hmm. And that goal isn't uh, destruction, but it's constructive. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit what got you into, you know, being a, a firearms enthusiast. I, it's really hard to pinpoint, like, what got me interested in it. Um, you know, I've grown up around guns my entire life. I don't want to say, like, I was super, like, my dad or grandparents or whatever, super into them. I was just like, you know, we'd go shooting maybe once a year or something like that. As time got like went on though, like because I wasn't really interested in sports, I like enjoyed like you know Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and stuff like that, and I started getting into like you know modern like military firearms and things like that, and I was just like, man, this is really cool. So I started like you know I got my first uh, it was like a twenty two LR. My dad is under my dad's name, but you know he let me he basically gave it to me. Uh, it's twenty two LR AR fifteen. I got that. I want to say when I was. 16 or 17 and then a couple years ago he got me a ruger ar556 and it was it was my first like you know big you know big deal gun um and it was a really like it was really cool and then i went further i was like man i want to start getting into this i started modifying it i was like i want to get the best of the best so i started doing a ton of research and uh kind of just went from there it was like it became a passion because i just wanted to have something that I knew was reliable and trustworthy. And also I wanted to get good with it, which is why I'm looking into getting trained in the, here in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you ought to get some training. As a matter of fact, this is kind of somewhat off topic, but my mm-hmm. son is in scouts mm-hmm. as a young scout. And they, I remember when I was growing up in the scouts, they always had firearm instruction out at camp Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. They always had somebody there. You could shoot 22s, shoot stuff like that. Well, I, I just found out within the last month that there is nobody there for this entire district there is not a person that is trained 
and able. So, mm. I'm, you know, all of this argument about guns and gun safety, we're, we have a whole generation of scouts that are not going to get that in real time. Mm-hmm. So that may be something if you wanted to help this next generation, you may want to get a different, yeah, several absolutely. different certifications and maybe go help them out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, a, an aside, but honestly, yeah. you know, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Guns aren't going away. Mm-hmm. We just need the, we need to teach these children mm-hmm. proper gun handling and gun safety and, you know, get them on a range if they want to use one. I'm not saying yeah. we need to, everybody needs a gun, but yeah. And it, I think it also goes beyond that. Like, you know, the safety aspect is, I think that's something everybody should know. But if you're like interested in firearms and you're like, man, I want to own these AR 15s and things like that, something that I want to do. And I think that most, a lot of gun owners want to do, um, and probably should if they don't, um, is getting like tactical training. Because here's the thing like, we, like, everybody probably gets a gun and they like have this little fantasy in their heads like oh i'm gonna be like john rambo or john wick or whatever so no you're probably not (laughs) if you get if you spend like five thousand dollars on a gun and you don't get any training ever you're probably just gonna be a loot drop for some guy in the apocalypse some chai com invades and they kill you in a couple rounds and they're just like oh man that's a really nice rifle he has we're just gonna take that from him yeah give me that yeah exactly that's what it's gonna be so that's why I'm going to go get some training. Uh, I want to do some more. I'm trying to find buddies. And so anyhow, that's just, I think that's something that a lot of people need to do. Cause I think, and thankfully that's become a lot more prevalent over the last few years because of a lot of influencers and social media and things like that. That's actually been a benefit for the gun community. Thankfully. Yeah, that's good. So, um, you were saying that you were wanting to get more mm-hmm. more training and maybe some certifications, and I kind of mm-hmm. cut you off about that. I didn't want to lose that train of thought. No, 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 Do you no, have you're any good. More? But I, I, you, you know, we have a series. There's a series of uh, some questions that I, we wanted to talk about, and I'm going to do some of these out of order. Okay. okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think this is a good one to start with. What are some common misconceptions about firearms? So one of the things that one of the common misconceptions I think a lot of people have, and this is more on the left than it is the right, but the term fully semi-automatic, that's something that doesn't exist. There's either fully automatic or semi-automatic and civilians do not have access to a fully automatic. At least the access to them is very restricted. You have to get something uh, that was manufactured before 1984. You have to have this like level or like class three firearms license basically uh, to get it, which is a lot of money and like several years. And it's usually only business owners that can actually like people that are selling firearms, like as a business that are going to get them. Uh, So it's very, very, very heavily restricted. And for all intents and purposes, they're more or less completely outlawed. Um, And then semi-automatic is the most uh, capable thing that civilians have access to. Um, there are certain triggers that can do stuff like there's something called a binary trigger where when you pull it, it shoots a bullet. When you release it, it shoots another one. Uh, but that's basically it. Um, and also, uh, people think that, um, AR 15s are actually the most common weapon used in mass shootings. That's actually not true. Handguns are, um, and people always say like, well, we shouldn't allow fully auto like assault rifles or AR 15s or whatever. We should have this ban because they're used so often in mass shootings. They're using the ones that the media pays attention to. A mass shooting uh, per the, I believe it's the Department of Justice, is anywhere, I think it's about four people being shot or more. So it doesn't mean deaths. It doesn't mean, uh, it means like injuries. Like So if you were a shooter and you shot four people, that would be categorized as a mass shooting, um, whether or not they died. 
And so handguns are the most frequently used in that. And they are actually, handguns, I believe, only account for about, I want to say, 10,000 homicides, if I'm not mistaken, every year. People say they cause 30,000 deaths every year, but two-thirds of that is suicide. Um, AR-15s, actually rifles as a whole, this is not just AR-15s, this includes like AK-47s, this includes bolt-action rifles, whatever. Those account for fewer deaths per year than hammers. I think it's around about 800. Hammers, as in what you use to pound a nail on the wall, kills more people per year than the entire category of rifles. Um, and this is all in an FBI, uh, that I can't remember. I think it might've been the FBI, like a department of justice study or something like that. Um, so yeah, that was just, those are some of the common misconceptions. Yeah. And I think it's a big misconception too. Like this is on a broader thing, but that the, the gun is the thing doing the assaulting, mm-hmm. you know, as we spoke, you know, what, it, what, what, what does AR actually stand for? It stands for armor light rifle. Yeah. And everybody, most people, particularly people that consume left-leaning media believe that the AR stands for assault rifle. And it's just a way that they're trying to drum up, um, you know, trying to scare people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that it's not scary if somebody's pointing a, an assault rifle at you or, you know, it, mm-hmm. an AR yeah. or any gun <laughs> for that matter. But like, you know, the assaulting is now placed on the gun instead of the person doing the assaulting. And there's a reason for that. And that leads into... <clears throat> And, and this is why we got together with this conversation. Do you feel like our Second Amendment is under attack? Oh, constantly. I don't like on the federal level. I don't think there's a whole lot that they can do because I think you know Republicans are generally sucked at you know getting power, but they can at least hold enough to prevent like a complete ban from going through. So say what you will about them, they can at least do the bare minimum on that front. However, whenever push comes to shove, you've got people like Mitch McConnell, uh, Shelley Moore Capito, people like that who actually are funding or actually pass bills that would encourage states uh, to pass red flag laws, which is where the government can take your guns away from you if somebody says that you're mentally ill or unstable without a warrant or without trial. Right. We're going to get to that mm-hmm. in a little bit, too. Um, so we've got the misconceptions about firearms, which we just touched on a a couple of those, but I think this goes hand in hand with this next question. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think the second amendment is under attack. I think it is as well. Um, So what is the second amendment and what is its purpose? Mm -hmm. What was the founders? What were they really meaning when they wrote the second amendment in your opinion? Well, this is a great question. So let's actually just go over the second amendment real quick and what it actually says. And it states a well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now the left always likes to take that well-regulated militia part. And they're just like, that means the like the national guard guys, like that's what the government was saying. It's like, okay, well, why would the government give itself permission to arm itself? That makes no sense. And then it says the right of the people, as in not governments, like not government officials, not soldiers. There's always a distinction between the uh, like citizens and the people, like the people and the citizens are one cohesive group, and then military and government officials. Those are always distinct. And so, and they had just got done overthrowing a government. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you think they meant? Yeah, not only right? not only that, but you can actually look at uh, during the second or the time of the like just after the revolution. Uh, it was I can't remember who it was. I think it was John Adams. But there's a 
merchant, I believe, or captain of a ship. And he was like, listen, we've got to deal with pirates over here. Like when we're crossing the ocean or going through these certain areas, are we allowed to own cannons on our privateers? And John, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You are. <laughs> it was, it was like, he was like, this isn't even a question that you need to be asking me basically. So, so what are these, the, 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 the current, um, you know, what would you say that the arguments that people have against the second amendment? So one of the things that they say is that the people actually were never allowed to own firearms or never expected to is like some stupid precedent. I saw somebody online saying that there's, there's a Supreme court case or this case that went to the Supreme court that challenged firearm ownership. I believe it was at this, uh, District of Columbia versus Heller. And the District of Columbia actually said that there was no individual right to own firearms. And the Supreme Court ruled against that notion in favor of the uh, defendant, I believe, or the plaintiff. Well, I do know um, that there's been a couple governors, like recently, like within the last mm -hmm. week or two, that they had some, you know, executive orders or whatever that banned AR-15s or something. I, I don't. Washington I don't, passed an assault weapons ban, and Illinois, I believe, tried to as well. Yeah, the Illinois, Illinois one, you know, it went to the federal appellate court that mm -hmm. shot it yeah, down. Federal, appellate, yeah, and it, he said that that wasn't, you know, that. No, basically. So they're going to have to appeal it even higher if they mm -hmm. want to. I think one of the one of the arguments also, which President Biden has said several times, and every time I hear him say it, it's honestly so cringeworthy and so out of touch. Mm -hmm. But uh, is what's the point? You know, we can't compete with the full might of the uh, government military. Yeah, I mean, he said that all the time, and while yeah. that is pretty true like uh that's very tyrannical that's a, a a horrible thing to say well and here's the thing it's like be quiet little peons here's the thing for mr joe dementia ridden joe biden i have one word afghanistan I, I don't need to elaborate further. These these absolute mad lads in the mountains just had some beat up dog water AK-47s that probably couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And they managed to repel the most powerful military in the world for 20 years. Not only that, they didn't just do it with the American army. They did it with the Russian army. So here's the thing. This notion that you can't resist a government with only rifles. No, you absolutely can. And time and again, it's been proven that you can. What matters? But I would is, say that's one of the big arguments, wouldn't you? Yeah. That people say that. Mm -hmm. Like it's irrelevant. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, you, you're not going to do anything against an F-15 and nukes. It's like, you're going to nuke your own people? Well, yeah, and, and my whole thing isn't really, I don't want to get in the, the weeds about whether who could win an actual fight, but like that just displays that the leader of our country uh, whether I like him or not, doesn't get it. Like mm -hmm. to make statements like that fundamentally doesn't understand the point of the law, doesn't care about it. He is not serving in a position where he's trying to protect those rights for the people he's serving mm -hmm. all while he's releasing his uh, new campaign ad claiming that, you know, that he's protecting your people's freedoms. Although I'm not real sure which ones of those he's talking about. <laughs> but uh i would uh, argue that this is a fundamental freedom it is it, it is the second amendment to the it is the building blocks foundational of this society and if we can't agree that we have the right in my opinion that it's it's there for the right to defend ourselves mm -hmm. and the right to uh you know keep 
some higher authority somewhat in check. Yeah. I mean, I, not that it, it is, but I mean, that, that was obviously the founder's intent. Mm-hmm. Like you have natural born rights given to you by your creator, mm-hmm. God or whoever you want it to be. I believe it to be God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of those is to protect your life, your property, your family mm-hmm. uh, by any means necessary. Yeah, and there's also a scriptural basis for this too. Uh, I believe, I can't remember who Jesus was speaking to, but he was saying uh, to his disciples, I think when they were about to leave for Gethsemane, if I remember correctly, um, he said, make sure you bring swords, like bring a cloak, bring swords. And so they said, we have two. And he said, that's enough. And it was, I can't remember the exact context. It might not be Gethsemane, so correct me if I'm wrong there. But basically, Jesus was not, you know, people say like, oh, well, he said those who live by the sword die by the sword. It's like, yeah, if you're going, if your first answer to everything is violence, then you're going to die from violence. But if you need to defend yourself, you have to defend yourself. And then also uh, in Babylon, when the Israelites were in Babylon, um, or uh, the Jews, um, the decree went out. I can't remember. Is the king uh, that was married to Esther. Um, and she ended up changing his mind. He had sent out a decree saying, we're going to wipe out all the Jews and kill them all. And then later, because he couldn't retract his statement uh, that would you know, condemn them to death, he said, all right, well, now I'm going to allow the Israelites to arm themselves and defend themselves. And they ended up killing their attackers and won. So there's yeah, a, there's I mean, a scriptural it, basis for this. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, like the right to life. Uh, yeah. it's gonna, you know, it's just a fundamental basic right uh, is how I see it. Um, but what do you say? Because I would say another argument against some, you know, uh, infringing on the Second Amendment or, you know, chiseling away at it slowly. Because let's, let's face it, let's be honest, the ultimate, the ultimate goal is to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, that's the, the progression <clears throat> but how do you how do you deal with um <clears throat> you know you've talked about red flag laws which obviously um encompass like mental illness mm-hmm. or claimed mental illness mm-hmm. and mass shootings mm-hmm. um you know a lot of that stuff you know you see these mass shootings which seem to be increasing mm-hmm. uh or at least we're we're definitely way more aware of it. And I, I personally think that it's definitely increasing. That stuff's all being used mm-hmm. as a, as a, you know, a means to restrict some of these second, you know, the second amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have to say about that kind of stuff? Like what, what, what do you think? I mean, how can you relate that? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, the, lots of mass shootings, you know, in my opinion, um, it gets people scared, you know, and they feel like they have to do something. And the one thing they feel like they can do mm-hmm. is uh, you know, eliminate the weapon that was used or, you know, or something right. like that. Yeah. And that's like, that's a very understandable sentiment. I'm not saying that when people have this response that, they, I don't understand their feeling. I can understand you're upset about something that happened. You want to try to prevent it. But the problem is that their first response is not trying to find a way to prevent that stuff without taking away people's rights. Their first response is let's take away people's rights. And so the solution is not simply let's just ban these guns. Like you can do that. But the problem is guns are so prolific in America that it's not going to do anything about it. it what people are still going to have access to them. Even if you try to get rid of all of them, there will always be guns in America because we have, I think, around about 
four anywhere from 460 to 500 million guns in the country alone. We have more guns than we do people. Um, people point to Australia because they banned uh, assault, what so-called assault weapons um, after one of their mass shootings. I believe it was in the 90s. And they're like, oh, well, the crime rate decreased after that. It's like, well, that's not a really good indicator because the crime rate was decreasing or murder rate was decreasing prior to the shooting. So there's no real indicator that that actually did anything. Um, yeah, and- I think a better gauge, it, It's I think it's obviously mental illness and, right. and instability and then the availability of that person to get a gun. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you should take everybody's rights mm-hmm. to getting said gun away from them because... Mm-hmm. some random person could get a gun like yeah. that's not how we operate here mm-hmm. and in there's there's a direct correlation to there is not a direct correlation to the availability of these rifles and mass shootings they've been available for years mm-hmm. there is a rela- there's a definite relation to the uh to social media the introduction of social media mm-hmm. once you get you know when you go to the date that people were were using social media Mm-hmm. regular basis there has been a, a rapid increase in these mass shootings mm-hmm. and for some reason it seems like instead of saying well maybe we shouldn't allow children on social media it's it's the opposite we want to take your guns and we want more people on social media yeah. the younger you are get on there mm-hmm. please get on there yeah it's weird it, it is really weird and <laughs> it, a lot of this can come down to like, I think a lot of the mental illness, like I don't think social media is the root cause of it. I think that's a catalyst uh, or not a catalyst. It accelerates it. Um, and I think a lot of it actually comes down to uh, if you look at the amount of fatherless homes in the country severely increased since the sixties, since the war on poverty. And that's actually like, you look at the statistics, the people who actually commit these mass shootings, the vast majority of them do not have a father in their lives. They grew up in a broken family and that just shows you like, okay, I don't think that the gun's the problem here. But then you also look at other things. It's like, how are these people getting a hold of these firearms when they have no conceivable means of doing so? Like do you, the, it was the Uvalde shooting. This guy got like a $2,000 rifle with some pretty, well, that was another populace. thing I was going to say is, you know, the barrier of entry into owning a firearm is already exceedingly high. Yeah. Just financially, just financially, like you, 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 you have to have disposable income mm-hmm. to be able to have one in the first place. Yep. So it's not like, you know, it's already limited mm-hmm. to a certain group. And then, um, you know, and I, I, th- I think you're right. I don't think well, I think social media strokes and fans the flames of mm-hmm. maybe seeds that are already planted of mental yep. illness. Every single person out there has thoughts and what you know, blah 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 blah. But when you get into these, get online, it just cultivates them and can grow them. And they look at me, or nobody's looking at me, or you know, it's obviously causing mass depression, mass whatever. But you can look, you know, if you look at from two thousand to present, the amount of mass shootings compared to pre two thousand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Um, People still had access to rifles, right? People, before, like it, it, it's not in the fifties and sixties. People used to show up in school with a shotgun, like hanging on the back of their truck. I mean, like this was everybody would show up to school with guns. And here's the thing: like people don't realize it, but this most recent one uh, in Tennessee, that shooter chose that school because she knew that there was nobody there that was armed. She literally, she said in her uh, stupid manifesto. 
uh, I targeted this school because I knew that there were other ones where the teachers were armed. And she distinguished that and she went after the one that was more vulnerable and she killed six people because of it. And so the response should not be like, and people will cringe at this probably or say that this is like asinine or whatever, but the response is not take away people's guns. It's give people the power to defend themselves, give them more guns. Cause like literally that's what it is when, and not only that, like people also don't understand that this not only benefits us in terms of we are defending ourselves from bad actors within our country, but also foreign nations as well. There's a, I know I'm kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think this is <laughs> Yeah, relevant. we need to get back to these questions, but they're all related. Yeah. Every one of these yeah. questions is related. Yeah, and I think, th- I just want to go over this real quick, and I promise. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> you're back. fine. Uh, people don't realize that whenever a country has a martial culture, um, they make it, and the citizens themselves are armed, they make it exceedingly uh, dissatisfactory for potential invaders. And people are concerned about nuclear Armageddon. I'm not, because the fact of the matter is, if you nuke the United States, which is one of the most resource-rich countries in the world, you are really shooting yourself in the foot. Now, what would be more likely is an invasion, but the problem is, thanks to the Second Amendment and people having guns, there have been multiple land invasions that never happened because they were just like, this was, a, I believe it was a Japanese general that said this, and he said, we'd considered a land invasion of the United States until we realized that there was a rifle behind every blade of uh, grass. So, Whenever mm-hmm. you have a martial culture and people who are armed, you not only are protecting yourselves from bad actors within your society, but also foreign threats as well. Yeah, so a lot of people think, and I, I don't want to say that the, that that the one one side of the argument on the school shootings, these mass shootings, is only because they do say it's mental health too, but the, they pound on the the gun thing. Mm-hmm. But what do you believe that you know some of the potential solutions are to these mass? shootings these school shootings i think one of the biggest shootings if we're talking about schools specifically like uh, elementary through high school or grade school is arming teachers i mean that's just one like again that shooter said that she picked that school because she knew there were no there's no armed personnel there and that was why she killed six people there um you look at schools throughout the country like every like i believe this like upwards of 99 percent of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones and so these are very much planned out and picked because they are like, okay, well, I'm least likely to get shot and killed here, so I'm going to go shoot and kill people there because nobody else has firearms except me. And whenever you restrict people to that and prevent them from defending themselves, well, what's going to happen? The defenseless people are going to get shot by the offender. And, like, I go to Marshall. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I should probably give my little disclaimer here. None of these views that I have reflect my... Uh, either the Cabell County Republican Executive Committee or the College Republicans. These are my personal views. Do not try to put them on either of the organizations as much as I would like for them to completely agree with me on everything. And I think it'd be better for them to, they do not. So do not try to put that on them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, th- that disclaimer will also be in text format uh, on the, uh, yeah. And also uh, do not take this, uh, anything that I'm saying as a, like, uh, excuse to do anything illegal or break any laws because uh, this is me telling you not to do so do not break any laws if you can get firearms legally get them legally if there's this place where they restrict them i hate that for you probably need to consider moving out of that place and going to a place where they allow you to own the firearms that you are owed under your constitutional rights yeah and i'm going to throw in a in, in a disclaimer thing here too. be be responsible gun owner 
And if you are battling any sort of mental health problems, go seek some professional help. Mm-hmm. Like, period. You know, don't don't fight it. Um, you know, everybody is always dealing with some sort of issues, and if they're beyond your control, recognize that and go mm-hmm. go address that. Yep. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but what what is wrong is using these instances to take rights from people that aren't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, <clears throat> do you believe, should, or well, I won't word it just like that, should mentally ill people have access to firearms? This is a kind of a tough question, and it's one that like you and I had talked about, I think, prior, but... Um, it's very nuanced and I'm not, do not take this as my saying like, Oh, we should take people's guns away. Um, I think whenever you look at this, there's a very understandable case to make, or that can be made of like, okay, well you look at these people who suffer from, you know, like narcissistic personality disorder or whatever. It's like, you can understand or like they're psychopaths or sociopaths, like certified, like they've gone to somebody and they've been, uh, you know, designated as such if that were the case, I understand the sentiment, but the problem is I don't think that we should restrict access to it because I think that can be a gateway as much as I kind of hate this argument in a way. Um, people say it's the slippery slope. It's like, well, it is in a way, but the slippery slope is always vindicated. It is always vindicated. Um, and this is a common libertarian argument, but with guns, it's especially true. If you take away or if you grant the government access to, uh, take away people's uh, firearms based on the prospect of mental illness, which is already very overdiagnosed. We diagnose so many kids with ADD or ADHD when they don't have it. Um, we overdiagnose so many things like mental illness is an excuse well, for everything. <clears throat> and if we just want to say mental illness in general, of course the government's going to take our guns away. If we wanted to say, okay, this person is literally suffering from uh, like, you know, they're either demon possessed, which, I don't. I don't know whether or not the entire audience believes in that. That does happen. <laughs> there, there's pro, there's provable I, evidence. I, I I ran into a woman that was uh, possessed. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but she was possessed by something that had to have been a demon. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And whether or not, like, if they're demon possessed or they have very clear psychological factors, and they are, there's evidence that they will do something. You need to take that to court and prove that in a court of law. Then you can say, okay. We're going to restrict somebody's rights to do that. But here's the problem as well. You are not stripping them necessarily of their rights. You are trying to prevent that person themselves from doing something. This was the case uh, with like insane asylums Mm -hmm. or things like that. Yeah. You wouldn't actually strip them of their guns. You'd put them in the asylum, help them to recover. And if they didn't, you'd more or less keep them there. Keep them from society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and I, this I hate to use the slippery slope thing too, but like I, I'm going to use this kind of <clears throat> the same thing with abortion. Like they they pass these laws after after Roe v. Wade, not not, not the overturning, but after Roe v. Wade, we're, we're, most people are generally under the agreement that you know the health of the mother. Mm-hmm. Well, that that everybody thought that that literally meant like a mother that was going to die. Or, mm-hmm. or something like that, and it got converted into any doctor that could write a note saying that this was going to cause the person mental anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's like the second that you, you, you can't give an inch. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's what makes these sort of extreme things. You're abusing what people pass these laws 
the, the thrust of the law. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, oh, we just, we were writing the law so that we could employ a whole bunch of doctors to write more notes. Yeah. Like that wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a game that we were trying to play. Yeah. It was, you know, in the same thing with these guns, like genuinely mm-hmm. people think, well, maybe if that person's mentally ill, they, they mm-hmm. shouldn't have a gun. Well, the next thing you know, everybody's mentally ill. Right. And the government has actually done this in Canada where they've euthanized they do people. It repeatedly. Yes. They've euthanized people because they're like, oh, well, you know, they're mentally ill. And these people will be like, I don't want to die. Do not kill me. And the Canadian government's like, you said you did. You're depressed. We're going to kill you now. As a, as a property owner, and this is really petty, okay, but it's another example. You used to have the rights, basically, to say, you know, it's your property that you don't allow pets. Well, now you can get any Joe Schmo out there can that works at a mental, or not a mental, but at a health clinic or something, mm-hmm. can write a note saying this person needs a... Uh, what do you call it? An emotional support animal. Yeah. And it went from, well, maybe they do to, I don't believe it at all anymore because every single person in existence mm-hmm. can claim that their c- animal needs emotional support. Right. It needs yeah. some sort of emotional support. And I don't know whether to think that they really need emotional support or, and I mean, this is a disclaimer too, because I don't actually do this. I rent to people with pets, but like, is everybody out there that unstable? Mm-hmm that they need a, a, an emotional support animal because it's everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It's like um, you dilute it. Yeah. So now what mentally ill means nothing if everybody's mentally ill. Well, now and, I, I need an emotional support <laughs> firearm. Well, yeah. Well, that helps me feel safe yeah, can, so in scary areas like downtown Huntington. When these things get brought up, you can't give them room to breathe anymore. Yep. You just can't. The second they breathe, they breathe, it breathes the erosion of people's rights. Mm-hmm. So you just can't, you just can't let it be, be said or spoken. Mm-hmm. And I think going down the, the same lines of the other cultural thing going on, um, I don't really want to voice it on here, but can't give it room to breathe. Yeah. Can't, cannot accept it. Yep. If, so. It's a, uh, the, the whole euthanasia talk too, man. I mean, that's something that's becoming increasingly prominent. Did you know Netherlands passed a, like a bill that allowed them to euthanize toddlers? No. Yep. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, you know, maybe if they were a little uh, less dumb and they didn't, you know, give up their rights to, you know, own weapons that they wouldn't have this issue. But, you know. Not saying can entire do. can entire uh, governments be diagnosed with mental illness. I think that we should diagnose <laughs> I mean, the, like ninety nine percent of our leadership apparatus with mental illness and just yeet them out of office. And then we come in and we just like say like, oh well, actually uh, they didn't have it, but now we're in control, so they can just never have office again. Right, and so so like a lot of these arguments get people sucked in. So like the mental illness, you, here, basically back to the question: Should mentally ill people have access to firearms? Yes. There are instances. Yeah, you're saying yes, and there are instances where people could imagine that they shouldn't. So it's hard for them to mm-hmm. say yes or no. But the reality is, remove if if it's that serious of a mental illness, remove them mm-hmm. from you know, keep them in like abatement or something until they're repaired. Yeah. Um, I guess you're taking more rights from them, but you know, if they're that unstable that you're that freaked out about them, mm-hmm. I don't see why anybody should uh, think that's a big deal. Yeah. 
Otherwise, you're going to get everybody under their son that you don't like is going to suddenly be mentally ill and not be able to get a gun. Yeah, I mean, like, I worry about that, too. Like, if West Virginia ever passed red flag laws, I'd be worried that my neighbor might, because, you know, I've got some liberal neighbors, that they might just be like, well, we don't want him to have any. Let's say that he wants to, that he's mentally ill and he wants to go commit a mass shooting, which I do not. I do not. FBI ever tries to frame me or do something like that. It was not me. (laughs) That's a joke. Um, But yeah, like if that, if West Virginia were to pass red flag laws and my neighbor just said, oh, by the way, uh, he's mentally unstable and has an AR-15. Well, they could just take my guns away. And that is very concerning to me. And that is not a precedent that we should ever tolerate in society. Right. Like, would you... Would that same person, if they knew that the stakes were that person's mentally ill and they're going to be locked up, mm-hmm. which I know sounds extreme, and I don't necessarily mean, but they wouldn't call in on you because that's right. absurd. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you truly were mm-hmm. like. Right. And uh, like, at least with the latter, you have to demonstrate proof that you are like to, in order to justify putting a person into like an insane asylum, you actually had to have proof that they were and it's not just something like, oh, well, we're just going to throw anybody in there that we don't like. That's very difficult to do. Right. Um, and I, I want to also say I'm not necessarily advocating for the the building of a whole bunch of insane asylums, although I do think that um, society could benefit from having some in operation again, a couple more. Um because I think we're the, we have a big pendulum swing here where, you know, people used to look at that and call it what it was. And now we're being told out of compassion that you, Unknown can't, caller. Look at, you, can't, you can't look at anybody and, and say anything negative about them, regardless of whether or not everybody can agree that they're mm-hmm. not with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so. I, I have some solutions too for the the school shootings. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know arming the teachers. That's definitely something that would definitely be a deterrent. You know, for instance, I've got cameras on some of my buildings that that don't function. Don't come and rob rob them and break in. But I mean, it's just the the thought that when someone sees the camera, they don't do it. Yeah, it is a deterrent. Mm-hmm. They move on to the somewhere else, and if all of them have it, then they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I, I think, and I hate to say this, but like just as a whole protect and secure these places more, like it's getting more prevalent. We protect our, uh, Congress people like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of nut jobs that want to go in there, but they never, well, other, generally speaking, they never go in there. Right. Okay. Um, it, they only go in there if they're led by the FBI. Right, right. But um, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's address those problems. Those are also things we can touch mm-hmm. that don't take rights from people. Yeah. Like, there are so many things that we can do to to address this problem that don't infringe on people's rights. Exactly. And and can we start there? Yeah. Like, and like you said, why there. is the first thing that we want to start with mm. taking rights? And I think this comes down to the fact that most people, I don't think most people have the capacity to really even process logical, like logical thinking. And this is not to say that anybody is lesser or anything like that. I just think that most people, they go based, they think based off of their emotions and whether or not we'd like to admit that 
I mean, you just look at the most people nowadays, that is true. Um, people want to do what makes them feel good. And what makes them feel good is thinking, well, there's never going to be a mass shooting again if nobody has an AR-15. It's like, right, that might be true if we lived in a perfect world. But the fact of the matter is there's always going to be violence. There's always going to be murder, war, things like that. And I hate that. I don't want it to be the case. But at the same time, I mean, why would we want to disarm the sheep? I mean, <laughs> well, um, so I think we've beat that up. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it, it's going to be a constant. This will be a constant fight our entire lives and our children's entire lives. It's, it's never going to end. It's been a constant thing forever. We're just voicing on here to that we believe that there should be other measures taken first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that these rights, this Second Amendment right or any other right, should be a absolute last resort or even a no-go totally. Mm-hmm. I would argue a no-go totally. You know, if you're having to get to the point where you're taking other people's rights, then it, then then it's fundamentally broke. Yeah, exactly. You aren't the government that you are claiming to be. Um, so I don't want to get into the point that we're already there. But anyway, um, so let, let's let's move on. So let's just say, okay, um, we believe in the Second Amendment and that we that it shouldn't be infringed upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody out there doesn't own a gun and they are curious Mm -hmm. um, and they want to get into it Mm -hmm. or want to have one for protection or or whatever Mm -hmm. for hunting sporting Mm -hmm. just to keep keep in somewhere to keep their family safe you know you never know anymore Mm -hmm. Um, what what would you recommend someone to buy as their first firearm so that's a good question i think it depends on like what you're wanting to do with it if you're wanting to go for a hunting rifle a lot of people highly recommend 30-06 like a 30-06 bolt action rifle is great for hunting but if like if we're going to talk about self-defense which is i think is kind of like more where the conversation is leaning um if you're 18 you can buy an ar-15 um and i would recommend it uh just because like you can't get a handgun until you're 21 you can have your dad buy it for you but you know it's kind of a hassle but an ar-15 is a great home defense weapon um you know they're reliable you can find some pretty decent quality budget-friendly ones uh like ruger makes phenomenal rifles uh smith and wesson is it's okay well what what would you um what kind of cost range are you talking about so like entry level if somebody wanted to go buy like an mm -hmm. ar-15 or something as their first weapon Mm -hmm. what 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 kind of range could they look at like all in I, if you are wanting to get a rifle with an optic, a flashlight, and a sling, which are probably the three most important attachments that you can have on your rifle, I would expect to spend anywhere from around about $800 to $1,200. That's with all the optics. You can get some pretty decent stuff. Um, if you want to go for a cheaper rifle and get some decent like optics and slings and stuff, you can do that. You can find stuff online for fairly cheap and you can also use site promotions as well i see it all the time but yeah i mean you can find a lot of stuff online and youtube is a great resource if you want to find something that's a little more in your price range um but if you're 21 and you're like i don't really want to spend all that much i just want to get a gun like a handgun or something okay probably my go-to would be a glock 19 there are other great handguns out there but that's just it's very very popular for a reason they're highly access like you can accessorize them quite a bit um they have a lot of attachments made for them they're just good reliable phenomenal 
guns. If you want to get something that's maybe a little more compact, there's a Glock 43X, uh, which is very concealable. Uh, if you want something maybe that's a little bigger, uh, you want something a uh, little like a longer barrel that will have better performance, uh, Glock 17 is good, although that's just hard to conceal. But those are probably my recommendations on that front. Has much, um, has much changed in in guns you know over the last uh 50 years surprisingly uh i was gonna say because i don't i'm not i don't know a lot about guns but that's what mm-hmm. kind of one of my points earlier is i don't think so there's been <laughs> so the army is shifting to this going back to an old doctrine um where they are using uh what's what are called uh overmatch rounds if i'm not mistaken um but they have been using something like a round called five, five, six, which the AR 15 typically uses. Um, and they've been using that, I think since the 1960s, uh, since the Vietnam war. And it's proved effective for a lot of reasons, but it's hard. Like unless you have tungsten rounds, it can't punch through body armor. So they're trying to use this other round, uh, that is a lot bigger, but you can't carry as many, um, that's supposed to do that, which it's debatable whether or not it does. Um, but basically they're switching over to that. I don't know that ballistics have taken as much of a step forward in terms of, uh, can we get a smaller bolt to do more damage? It's kind of been the same for a long time. It's been more so, okay, what can we do that can best combat body armor? And really what has been proven to be the case is bolt construction materials is more what will better affect ballistics than anything else. Uh, but real, like in all reality, I don't think a whole lot of like ballistics have changed a whole lot since, uh, s- over the last 50 years or so, um, nine millimeter and five, five, six are still phenomenal rounds. Uh, body armor has become more prevalent, but, um, it's, you know, I mean, that's always been something that's been available. Um, you know, I would just say that if you're trying to find a round that's going to punch through body armor, you're probably looking for the wrong round in all honesty. But what you really want to get is a round that's good for terminal performance, which is, is it going to deliver its energy and do its damage um, in the best way possible? And there are a lot of resources out there on that. Um, YouTube has a lot of great stuff. There's a YouTuber named Garantham actually. He does some pretty good, like some pretty cool gun stuff. Like yesterday he tested uh, what, rifles uh uh, what bullets can punch through drywall or not and oddly enough like this has been this misconception that the ar-15 won't do that uh it'll like or will do that Uh, it'll just punch through and people are like you got to use a shotgun it's like that's not the case ar-15 is actually probably one of the best home defense weapons that you can get but in terms of ballistics no firearms technology hasn't changed a whole lot aside from how you are going to utilize uh like uh, rail space and things like that. So what wraps around the barrel is called a handguard. Um, that's the, as far as I'm aware, that's been the fastest moving technology. There has been stuff around like a barrel, like forging the barrels and things like that. But in terms of like bullets themselves, not really. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of was one of my points earlier about, you know, the increase in these mass shootings and stuff. It's not like the guns are any, I mean, it's the people right <laughs> like there is a change in a rot mm-hmm. in the people exactly um and can we please talk about that yeah i mean uh, that would be you know as a as a first line of defense can we please talk about what's happening to our kids what's happening to our families mm-hmm. you know 
bring our families together instead of apart. Can we talk about how the decline of religion is directly correlated with the decline of societal cohesion? Yeah. Yeah. And the breakdown of the family and Mm -hmm. I mean, all these things like instead of, Oh, quit bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Uh, take the guns and I don't even own a gun. Like Mm -hmm. I just, maybe that's why I can see it a little bit better Mm -hmm. or something. Or maybe, you know, I guess some people would argue I'm I'm not seeing it at all, but I just find that fascinating. Um, you and I are obviously, like we've said a million times on here, on the same page that our, mm-hmm. our Second Amendment rights are just being chiseled away at, chiseled away at, chiseled mm-hmm. away at. I mean, I have argued, although that it's with not argued, but talked with you that I'm, I have become such a fundamentalist about this mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't know any other right that we that you have to jump through the hoops that you already have to jump through for gun ownership. Exactly, like it's already been extremely infringed upon. And it's just become a baseline now that it's almost just standard. Well, we're starting from this point because we don't know any better. But in reality, that's ridiculous too. But, you know, you, you got to live within the rules that are made. And I would say, like I've said before, be responsible gun owner, follow the rules. But if you want those rules changed or if you want to try to fight back against, you know, in a non-combative way, and I think we should kind of end this conversation this way. Like, if you want to try to help stop stopping this attack or whatever, you know, what what are some ways that people can help protect their Second Amendment rights? So that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, for one, being more informed, learn more about what the Second Amendment is and what it entails about your rights and also, like, the history behind it. Um, arguments for it. Uh, but there are also organizations like Gun Owners of America, um, which is a no compromise uh, uh, polit- political organization, basically. Um, they're phenomenal. Uh, they do a lot of work. They actually, uh, I believe, along with the NRA, helped pass the uh, Constitution or Campus Carry Bill uh, over the last uh, session of Congress in West Virginia. Uh, so that was, that's a great thing to see. I, donate to them. Um, they're great, uh, great group. Uh, there's also firearms policy coalition. NRA is kind of taking a turn for the worse. I really wouldn't donate to them, but, uh, Gunners of America and firearms policy coalition are phenomenal. And I'd also say, get out, get some firearms, train with them, become efficient with them. You know, I mean, that's a, that's very, very underrated and like, know what you're talking about. Understand these weapons. They are something that are to be, it's, it's just like any other machine or any other tool. Yeah, respect it, take care respect of it. Respect it, take care of it, learn about it, learn how it's used, and then you can better convey that to other people. Yeah, everything everything that we do and handle can be used to hurt or to cause chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously guns are designed for that purpose if, if need be or mm-hmm. if the intent is malicious. But the same thing could be said about everything. We're in a we're in a garage, my air quote studio. But everything in here could be too. You know, just be a responsible person. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you if you're somebody that happens to be listening, or, or or you know somebody that does have some issues, and you think that you know whether they do or don't own a gun, um, get those things fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, get your mind right. Exactly. Yeah, and let's <clears throat> let's talk to our children. Mm-hmm. You know, I, this mass shooting problem, whether or not you agree with your right with people's rights to you know bear bear arms or whatever 
the 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 school shooting thing is a major quote red flag. We've got mm-hmm. problems with these kids. Let's mm-hmm. get these problems fixed. Let's address those problems. And it ain't the gun. Mm-hmm. What I want want to tell everybody that's uh, <clears throat> listening on here. All 20 of them. I don't know. How many. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to actually, um, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I'm going to post some links mm-hmm. in the description to some of the, the you know, like the Gun Owners of America mm-hmm. and Firearms Policy Coalition. I'm going to maybe mm-hmm. get some of these YouTube channels and I'm going to compile a little list of things that if anybody's interested or wants to pursue this or wants mm-hmm. to donate and, and, and feels compelled to know more about this instead mm-hmm. of just doing talking points. Like this is a real right that is being taken Mm -hmm. not some perceived right that we think people should have it's a right it's a god-given right or a whatever it's a it's it's a fundamental basic you know bill of rights right exactly foundational like it's you know think about it read about it go to these links Maybe you already agree with what we're talking about and it just reinforces it. Or maybe you've been on the fence and you're just saying what, what you're seeing or whatever, but truly think about it. And, and, and that's what this conversation is supposed to be spurring. You know, I've got the air quotes expert here and he told me not to bring that up, but Liam, Liam really does know what he's talking about. He's of a different generation than me. So it's good to hear his thoughts, but I am coming from a perspective of, I went, <clears throat> I was at Virginia tech during the mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was there. I knew some people that actually died. Okay, um, I have seen in my lifetime, and I'm going to be 40 this year. I have seen myself change from, well, there's no need for that, or you know, and I, my heartstrings have been pulled, and I do feel for these people. But the more I'm living, and the more I'm reading, and the more I'm, you know, my my, my perspective has changed. Those are terrible things. But those terrible things shouldn't be taking a, a fundamental right from people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just think of it that way. You know, sometimes it's good to be compassionate, but sometimes people are using your compassion for evil ends. And I would just say, think about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, not particularly. Uh, just, you know, uh, if you are wanting to get into the, you know, firearms scene, you're wanting to learn about uh, training, uh, you're wanting to learn about firearms themselves, uh, Garan- there's a YouTuber, two YouTube channels, uh, Garantham makes a lot of excellent content. He's hilarious, uh, very wholesome, uh, and like, I don't want to say always wholesome, but he's got like a lot of uh, wholesome moments, I should say. He's, you know, very uh, charismatic, very knowledgeable, uh, great, great channel. Um, and there's also, uh, one called T-Rex arms and they do a lot of stuff for the second amendment as well. They're actually a, uh, uh, holster company. Um, but they do a lot of videos on training and things like that. Excellent resource as well. So, uh, check those out. I would definitely, uh, definitely do that. Do you recommend anybody for like body armor? As far as body armor goes, that's tough. I've been looking into that a lot more lately. There are some very, uh, reliable, um, companies out there uh if you do get body armor there are some things you might want to consider such as uh what is called nij certification which basically means that it has been tested according to the national institute of justice standards of uh, body armor specification if it's level four that's going to defeat most rifle rounds um there's a company called ltc 
that is very good for that. Um, they, I believe everything that they make is NIJ certified. And there's also, uh, I believe another company called RMA, uh, they make some very uh, budget-friendly armor that's actually not bad quality. Um, I've I've looked at I've I think because they've been recommended by some some people I've listened to the RMA yeah and this stuff looked pretty cool and I mean, there's I, one more that I would I've been looking into whether or not people actually want to take this it's called the uh, Adept Armor but they've got a new plate out called the Colossus which actually is supposed to be they call it future proof. Um, and basically say it's supposed to defeat a bunch of new armor piercing rounds because the NIJ certification is kind of old um, and they've not updated it since the 70s. Um, so there are a lot of, uh, it's from all the testing I've seen of it, which is limited, it actually is a very good rifle plate, but it's expensive. It's like 640 bucks. However, I'm looking into getting that. It's actually fairly light too compared to most plates I've seen. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I would recommend for armor. All, yeah, that's that's awesome. And then one last thing here, one last mm-hmm. statement. Um, do you have a local dealer that you prefer over any others? You have a shout out to somebody locally that you'd like to do on this show? Let's see. Um, Herd Tactical has always been good to me. I usually ship my stuff over to them for my FFL. Uh, if I buy guns online, they're great. They always take good care of me. Check them out. They've got some good stuff over there. Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian, yeah, he's yeah, great. He's awesome. Man. He's awesome. Uh, there's Sportsman's Gun and Pond. They've also got some great stuff. Uh, they have tons of guns. They have tons of accessories, things like that. You want scopes, you can find them. Um, and then one last one. This is for ammo. Uh, they sell ammo at an absolutely amazing cost, I mean, compared to the rest of the market. Uh, Bridgeport Equipment. You go there, you're going to find a uh, 5.56, 9mm, much cheaper than most places around. Uh, so definitely go check them out. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope that it went the way that you were hoping it, I mean, it all, you know, you always throw it out there and go at it and we had some good questions and they all interwove with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, basically the arguments against the second amendment currently in the current environment are deal almost all exclusively deal with mental illness and mass shootings at schools. You know, that's mm-hmm. the big, the big thing, but, um, Liam, I, I really appreciate you coming. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good fight. I'm going to put some links to these things that you just discussed here at the very end on, on the description of the podcast. So if you'd like to check them out, scroll down to the bottom. Also, um, if you're a new listener or even an old one, please like this and subscribe and leave any feedback, uh, at all positive or negative or whatever. I mean, this is, a am open for changing my opinion. Uh, just remember, I made that comment about some things don't deserve air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank well, you for having me, Sam. Yeah, no problem. I'll probably have you back on uh, in the future. I'll but, look forward to it. Uh, all right. See you.
Again, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Tune in next time for some great content on the Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide.